In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Last week, we heard St. Paul say in his letter to the Galatians, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And in commenting on that passage, I said that we should understand that the Spirit St. Paul is talking about is the Holy Spirit. And indeed, our reading last week concluded with a list of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And this week's epistle reading picks up at the point where last week's ended, with St. Paul continuing to admonish the Galatians. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. St. Paul then proceeds to give us some concrete advice about what it means to walk in the Spirit. First, don't be conceited. Everything we have is a gift from God. We did not create our own lives, our families, our circumstances, our minds and bodies, our abilities. All these have been given to us by Almighty God. Of course, what we make of these gifts is in part determined by our own efforts, but only in part. Try as we might, we cannot add a cubit to our stature. And so when we look around at others, we should neither envy those who seem to be more successful, nor despise those who seem to be weak and incompetent in their affairs. Let us always cultivate a spirit of meekness and humility, for that is the foundation of charity and of all the other virtues. Second, we should bear one another's burdens. And in doing so, St. Paul tells us, we shall fulfill the law of Christ. What does this mean? To what law of Christ does St. Paul here refer? I think to answer this question, we need to look at the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 34 to 35 when in his farewell discourse to his disciples at the Last Supper, Jesus says, I give you a new commandment, love one another. You must love one another as I have loved you. It is by your love for one another that everyone will recognize you as my disciples. And how do we love one another? We do it by treating others as we ourselves want to be treated by being honest, generous, forgiving of injuries, anxious to help in times of trouble. At the same time, we should not seek to take advantage of others by being lazy and selfish. We should bear our own burdens as well as we are able, while always being ready to help those who are in need. Third, God is not mocked. We can deceive other people by lies and misrepresentations. We can even deceive ourselves by turning away from our responsibilities and pretending that we owe nothing to our fellow creatures, our fellow human beings, or even to God. But the day of reckoning and judgment will come when we shall be called to account for all our thoughts and words and actions. And on that day, no one will be able to stand except by the grace and mercy of Almighty God. And if we have not been merciful to others in this life, how can we expect mercy on the day of judgment? And finally, St. Paul tells us that we should work good to all men, but especially to those who are of the household of faith. Of course, as human beings, we recognize a basic responsibility 
to meet the needs of all who seek our help. And if you look at our Catholic social services, our schools and hospitals, our soup kitchens and St. Vincent de Paul societies, our nursing homes and orphanages, you will see that we serve people of many faiths and people of no faith. But we should also recognize that the deepest and most precious gifts, those of love and forgiveness, of the sacraments, of the doctrines of the church, these can only be shared with our fellow Catholics and those who have a common understanding of the Holy Eucharist and of the Orthodox faith. And thus we have a special responsibility to educate our children in the faith and to give them and all our fellow Christians a living example of what it means to walk in the spirit of love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.